Hey everyone, it's Sobi, formerly known as Merlin Carlisle. I just wanted to take uh, this intro, intro to um, tell you guys thank you for listening. This has been the most fun that I've had ever playing D&D. And really, it's thanks to you guys who listen and support us week in, week out. Um, you guys really make it all possible. And uh, I'm so thankful and I'm so grateful that we were able to put on a great campaign for you guys. And I'm so happy that I was a part of it. I hope you guys continue to support my friends uh, going forward because I know they're going to put on a fantastic, fantastic show for you guys. They're so talented and they're going to do great. And please, please, please support them going forward. I want to thank also our Patreon supporters um, who give us money uh, every month, which is so insane and crazy um, and so appreciated as well. Uh, I'm going to miss doing this. I'm going to miss playing with my friends. Um, and I hope I gave you guys at least a bit of entertainment with with Merlin Carlisle. Merlin's going to, I know my friends are going to keep the Merlin name going on for at least a little bit. So thank you once again. This will be this will be the last time you'll you'll hear my newsly voice. And and with that, uh, here's episode 41 in a while. Carlisle. Episode, where are we at? 41, I think, 41. gents. The era 41. of Tony Rigoletto. Yeah, the, <laughs> the days of Tony Rigoletto. <laughs> what a stupid character. <laughs> He's so fucking dumb. I love him so Merlin much. Merlin who? Like, <laughs> yeah. Somehow, each character gets dumber and dumber as I play D&D. And I, I love it. Yeah. I love it, to be honest. Somehow, like just having a goblin suddenly show up. Not that crazy, but for some reason, we've made it seem like it really doesn't fit. <laughs> Somehow, just using the name Tony Rigoletto made this completely nonsensical. We never asked the other goblins' names. I mean... Not for lack of trying. Yeah. <laughs> well, when they're also being, you know, fastballed at you at 100 miles an hour. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. Hello, my name is Eric! <laughs> They were all super Italian names. <laughs> they were all very, very Italian. Was Tony Rigoletto your your like first choice of goblin name? Absolutely not. No, that's you. You mentioned it. You brought up. You brought up the Anthony Rigoletto uh, person. Yeah, I didn't life. think you'd take it. And then, <laughs> <laughs> just sounds so cool. It's <laughs> such a great name. It rolls off the tongue. Yeah, <laughs> it's fantastic. Fantastic character. A good stand-in for Merlin. <laughs> Barely miss Merlin at this point. Now we got this Rigoletto fella. Yeah, wow, this, this guy. guy saving the day. Yeah, what do you need Merlin for? <laughs> exactly. We'll just think of him fondly every time we drink lemonade. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Yeah, we spent a little bit of time on it last week, so we won't spend a lot of time on it this week. Uh, just want to play some D&D with our boys. So, but this is it. This is it, bud. Real-life character development on, on your horizon. I uh, know, yeah. It's on the horizon. What I really want to know, though, is if, like, you're going to do, if you're going to spend this episode doing, like, the whole 
half-baked scene where the guy quits his job kind of thing. It's like, you're cool, you're cool, fuck you. There's a fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, fuck you, I'm out. Which, like, in D&D terms, I feel like it would just be you, like, murdering player characters and trying to sabotage the entire campaign so far with your little goblin uh, part of me would feel bad because it's like we're gonna like enter like a place of what seems like no return like for at least the next little while i feel like any damage i do to the guys now is like gonna be pretty long lasting it'd be hilarious though, wouldn't, it? <laughs> wouldn't it be hilarious you know it would be kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> let's all take a long rest i'll take the whole watch you'll definitely all wake up <laughs> For, for once, you actually get to work with Justin this time. <laughs> yeah, that's true. There you go. Okay, uh, let's fuck him up. <laughs> yeah, let's let's do this thing. There's a good old-fashioned dungeon crawl on our horizon here, I think. Technically a mine. We still have a little bit of a uh, little house cleaning to do. I guess you guys, we ended so quickly at the end of that combat, which honestly, I didn't think that combat was going to take as long as it did, but man, the first few rounds were just you guys not hitting. Dice were not cooperating for a while. Yeah. And that took a that took a chunk of time. But you got through it and still haven't looted the bodies. Still haven't really had a chance to investigate what's going on with the Merlin disappearance. So let's just jump right into it. I'll turn it over to you folks. The battle against my two black armored guards with that uh you know the yellow eye wearing the golden crown they dead so what's the plan what do the four of you plus tony like would <laughs> like to do what do you want to do uh i would like to just press the little goblin arrow further into this uh into this little guard's skull um just get the anger out and then just immediately start like patting it down for like notes, letters, um, I mean loot, but like any indication of like how they knew Merlin, what they where they've been, where they might take him. Hey, you're getting it all over the place. <laughs> like your sister on Thanksgiving. It's <laughs> whoa. 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 Sorry, whoa. That was apparently too much. Whoa. Okay. No, it's just that it's not called Thanksgiving in this fantasy setting. Oh. There's a different name yeah, for it, man. Sorry. It's your fucking D&D <laughs> holidays, right, Soby? It's Elfsgiving. God. God. It's in the player's handbook, I'm pretty sure. If you just fucking pick that thing up. Page six. Good lord. <laughs> And excuse me, I have a brother, not a sister. He is a bit of a slut, though. Uh, <laughs> I don't have a brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, give uh, give me an investigation to see just how well you do looting these bodies. Okay, does anyone else want to take this? I have plus one. I'm going to use the wand, a charge from the wand to detect magic to see if there's any magic on either of them. Okay, fair enough. This way, uh, we don't miss some good stuff. Yep. Cool. But yeah, I'll get... Ooh, uh, 16. 16, plus a detect magic in the air. The cloak that the female caster was wearing is magical in nature. Something going on with that cloak. Uh, The other guard is wearing a cloak that looks basically the same, but is not magical. Both cloaks have, you know, the symbol of that eye wearing a crown. Only one is magic, though. You get a long sword, a short sword... Uh, she had two daggers on her. Oh, hey, we have a new longsword for Mer. Aww. And Aww. he has on some 
jet black splint mail if anyone is interested in splint holy smokes that explains that ac i've literally never heard of that before it's <laughs> like my first time hearing a splint mail also in the player's we'll hand yeah. that one is actually in the player's handbook <laughs> <laughs> does split mail qualify as heavy armor or medium yep. it does heavy. yeah it's heavy yeah some big old armor but provides big old AC. And then with that investigation, that's high enough to... Sure enough, it takes a little while to uh, find them on both bodies. But on the male, you find a tattoo of that same symbol, like on his, like the back of his shoulder. And on the female, you find the same symbol, but it's massive. She has like a massive brand on her back of that same symbol. Looks like a brand that would have been very painful to put on her back, but... There it is. You see, like, the scar tissue in the shape of that symbol. Uh, but but no, like, identifiers other than that. Like, nothing. No. no nothing written. No, right? no the... driver's license. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, maybe it's worth checking out. I know it's a bit morbid, but their teeth to see if they have those similar capsules that old Pete had. Tess, mm. like, looks up with her bone saw already in hand and looks back down and just goes back to slicing off the um the tattoo of the of the eye with a crown from this two sword guy just like slicing it off of his body and just like throwing it into the woods oh god oh that's gross i like it inspiration <laughs> that's mm. hardcore Woo! i dig it you fillet the tattoo off his back and throw it in the woods very nice as far as poison pills in their mouth uh you find signs of one in the male's mouth but it looks like bone saw inside his mouth uh like ruptured it it's not usable it was there but it's already fucked yeah, uh, and in the female same kind of deal you find one but it looks like she was already she had already bit into it towards the end of the combat mm-hmm. so while you killed her had you not killed her she was about to fucking top go over up. Anyways, yeah she's about yeah. to top over anyway seeing tess fillet the tattoo off uh slash will go up and sort of look over to lenara as well and sort of you know solemnly look at point you know look down at the ground for a moment and scratch the back of his head you know that the insults I hurl and the words I say are to build a narrative of discord and otherwise negativity in my enemies. If I've said something that is perhaps offensive, you know that it is only in the heat of combat that I make such gestures. <laughs> it's uh, it's game time talk, and uh, I understand, and... Uh, she puts a hand on her shoulder, and it's like, don't take yourself too seriously. I barely listen to half the things you say in combat anyway. <laughs> Ooh. Gives you a good time. <laughs> nice. Tony Rigoletto! <laughs> Tony Ooh, in the bushes. That was a good one. <laughs> and it's not like you're Very trying nice. to say anything inspiring to us, so. <laughs> Ooh! <laughs> I'm going to knock an arrow, point my longbow at this goblin. So, what's your deal? Hey, I uh, just, my deal, I'm just Tony Rigoletto. I don't, 
I just came out of a barrel. I really don't, I don't know what you want from me. I didn't exist before now. <laughs> I I mean, I you you killed Rosebud. That was pretty cool. I saw you do that. <laughs> kind of. So, do you know anything about the caves we're about to go into? Uh, that's where Rosebud came from. <laughs> that's where she lives. <laughs> I'd say, you know, that it's a pretty big cave and that a lot of goblins have died trying to explore further into it. Uh, and that kind of like all the all the goblin slash ogre operations were kind of, they gave up after going like about two rooms into the mine. They were like, all right, we'll just chill. <laughs> we'll just chill at the entrance. Let's not go any further into this goblin murdering mine. Uh, so you know that it's uh, a lot. You showed up to this Bottleborn Mining Company Tony, uh, in a full, it was a full malignity of goblins when you got in here. Hey, malignity. Uh, and that's, that's what we call it, too. That was just you. <laughs> You're the only one left. Uh, so it's dangerous in there. Uh, I'm not going in there by myself. <laughs> you guys uh, took everybody out that was uh, with me anyway. But, you, but I was watching. I was watching you guys. Yeah, well, considering you were watching the other guys that we just killed and they didn't attack you, do you know anything about these guys that we just killed? Oh, no, 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 no. I don't know anything about them. I just I just saw them come up to, you know, just to fight you guys. Uh, but I was, like, awake all night uh, just waiting for my chance to, to pop out. But you guys just keep getting into just one fight after the other. I don't know nothing about nothing. Hey. I don't know nothing about nothing. <laughs> 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 okay, look, if we're going to go and go into this cave and you came from this cave, can you tell us what's in this cave then? Uh, there was goblins. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what took him out then? Uh, Other than us. Listen, if I don't anything. really know, but there's things in there that kill goblins and ogres. Slash sort of just takes a sniff. It smells like you've either been bathing in vinegar or alcohol, and I can't tell the difference. Uh, I've been marinating like a roast <laughs> <laughs> all night <laughs> for eight hours. You were in that barrel. Oh yeah. Oh my lord. <laughs> Comes out looking like a alcoholic drenched prune. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Tony Rigoletto would know that uh, most of the goblins died to either traps or to dwarves. Uh, the dwarves did a very good job of protecting the contents of their mine. So yeah, the deaths are due to to dwarves and traps, and you're also aware that like all the dwarves and all the goblins, aside from you, like everybody dead, whole lot of dead dwarves and sprung traps in there. Um, Salash sort of you know strokes at his chin, looks to the group. I know that we desire to seek Merlin right now, however. It will be difficult to track him, considering the only two leads that we had, and he gestures broadly to the two dead corpses, are currently dead. Uh, on that note, Tess will, like, put her blood-soaked hand to her mouth, just like, <gasps> as though she's realized something, and then looks to Tony, and um, with, like, a bloody handprint over her face, just, like, walks up to him and says, Wait, you were, uh, you were awake all night. You were waiting for a chance. You must have seen him leave, then. Where did he go? Uh, look, I I didn't see much. Your friend was, uh, let's say he was really uh, piss drunk. Uh, but I did see him uh, stumble away towards that uh, intersection. The same way they came from? Oh, no. 
There was another man in that vision. You don't think you met up with him, do you? Uh, oh, sorry, I, to everyone. Okay, bye-bye. <laughs> Why, I know nothing about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Tony Rigoletto. Hey! Hey! <laughs> um, yeah, Lenar will start running off towards that intersection. Sure. Well, ma- Detect Magic is hopefully still up. Yeah, like... How long does it last? Ten minutes. Ten minutes, yeah. We can say that, I th- uh, yeah, I think you guys would kind of come to this realization pretty quickly after the combat is finished that Tess would remember that pretty promptly. Uh, he has run up to the intersection. Uh, detect magic, unfortunately, doesn't trigger uh, anywhere. When you get to that intersection, though, where the raining road uh, intersects with the trail to the Bottleborn Mining Company, notice a couple things. Anyone want to give me a survival check, maybe? Let's start there, and we'll see how much you notice. Ranger. Ranger. Lustra. Yeah, this ranger rolled a five, so that's a nine. <laughs> rolled a five, bring it to a nine. Lenara rolled a natural 20. Yeah, sure. I'm good with it. <laughs> yeah? Uh, Lenara's the ranger. <laughs> <laughs> There's some things that are almost impossible to miss. The first being the fact that overnight in the, the few hours you were asleep, the shroud has moved like a lot. Like when you got, when you originally got to this intersection the first time, the shroud was uh, maybe over a hundred feet away and overnight it has moved to close almost the entire distance uh, to the intersection. Like the shroud barreled forward last night. It moved a lot. Uh, You remember hearing that, you know, nightly it moves a couple feet, a few inches, that kind of thing. So it is a little shocking to see how much it's grown overnight. And you also find... Some tracks, you see, what'd you get? A nine with a nine? Oh, no, a nat 20 from Lenara, too. So, Lenara, you're able to put a few things together. There's several sets of tracks. Uh, From what you can put together, it looks like Merlin walked away from camp, came to this intersection, encountered three individuals, two of them which ran towards the Bottleborn Mining Company, you know, the two that you guys just killed. Uh, and then you notice that Merlin's tracks and that third set of tracks both lead like directly into the shroud. Like you can see Merlin's footprints, and you can tell with that nat twenty that he was moving quick. Like it's not a, it's not a walking kind of footprint. Merlin's, hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, they weren't holding hands. It was is, it a skip? What are they skipping? It is very much a run. Merlin ran into the mist. It looks like and into the shroud, followed by somebody. I think he's beyond following at this point. No, he... Why would he go there? Why wouldn't he come back to us? To split them up, I would gather. Tess, like, touches the partially magically healed, like, wounds and, like, necrotic soreness. I guess it would probably be best not to have fought all three of them, but... Slash's face hardens and he goes, Merlin may have been a drunk, but he certainly wasn't stupid. Eh. <laughs> Looster grapples Rigoletto. We still have a goblin here, so I'm going to pick him up and grapple him and just bear hug him. Be like, what are we doing with this goblin? Do you do love we have this goblin? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> are you the new Rosebud? Do you love this goblin? Oh. Oh. No. Let's not do that one. (laughs) Um, Slash will look over to Lustra and Tony Rigoletto and just and say, 
we don't have a goblin. We have somebody who can investigate rooms ahead of us, is what we have. I'll go into the mine, but if you're going in that mist, we're all fucked. I don't want to go in there. No, Slash nods, and he goes, no, no, no. You will certainly search the mines for us, I think. Uh, okay, I, I can, yeah, I can take that. C- could you spare some booze? <laughs> <laughs> We very specifically do not have any left. <laughs> there is that uh, cask of dwarven ale you were marinating in that now our supplies won't be hemorrhaging. I, I mean, I would never pee in a barrel of booze. <laughs> but yeah, you never know. <laughs> I was holding it for a very long time. <laughs> Might have been a bit of a trickle. <laughs> I would I, never pee in a barrel of booze. But I sort of peed in a barrel of booze. <laughs> Does anybody have brewer's kit skill to see if that would still mess up? I think it'd do more damage to a cerebral uh, vampire, to be perfectly honest. Well, I-, I would imagine as I'm bear hugging, you know, Rigoletto here, I'm just going to, you know, bear my fangs a little bit and be like, you're going to help us. And if you don't, you're going to end up like these guys in the black armor. Do we get we got it? Uh I believe you. Yeah, I really believe you. I, I'll come with you guys. I, I Honestly, I got nothing better else to do. So, so I'm going to let you go, but recognize that you step out of line, and that's it for you. Okay? Uh, you have the Rigoletto promise. <laughs> <laughs> the renowned Rigoletto promise. <laughs> I believe him. L- Lustra, you know, being big on bloodlines and him putting his bloodline on the line. You know what? Yeah, sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's all you need. Call You're me, Venari too. Call me no. Tony Venari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Deck save, I barf all over you. <laughs> no. So, so, then I set him down. Yeah. Okay, so I guess we've got ourselves a little uh, scout for the cave then. Yeah, and there's, there's no way to know where Merlin is gone. More than ever, we need to fix Van Richten. I think we should do it quick, too. Uh, the more we tarry, the closer this shroud seems to get. Yes. All right. Look, before I know I know we got to get into that cave, but... How early in the morning is it right now, like, after all of that combat? It's like, after the combat, we're still, like, maybe 3.15 a.m., right? Oh, my like, God. It's yeah, like the middle so of the night. Look, I know, I know we got to get into that cave, but one thing I want to test out is... And I grab my rosary, and who has the bag of holding? <laughs> Slash... And I grab and I grab all my amulets and all the other mist talismans that I know that I have. Ah. Oh. Do you just want me to hold them and go further away than the things yeah, you please, want you to do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I like that idea better. Thank you. So and gather the belongings of these guys who in the jet black armor and stuff. Oh, okay. And I'm gonna do my whole detect portal thing to see if it's uh if anything they had if there if there was any mist talismans on their persons. Sure thing. Hmm. Sure thing. Uh, oh, there's no roll for that, eh? Sorry, I no. was yeah. waiting for you to roll a d20 or something. No, we just uh, made sure that all the ones that we had are yeah, no further away than the bodies. No doubt. I'm just trying to think back in my brain, make sure I'm not forgetting about any in existence. Uh, yeah, no, there's no, there's no new ones. No new ones. So eyes flash a bit and... No, these guys are clean of any talismans, so... I would have put the one your dad checked um, closest to you, too, just so you can double verify that. 
Mm-hmm. So regardless, I was looking at the bodies of, you know, and all the, the loot that we just got and they're clean. So we know they don't have talismans over there traveling. It's not these guys who are leading it. Maybe they weren't hoping to go into the mist at all. Yeah, we don't know anything about them. All we know is that they don't carry mist talismans, at least. I just wanted to get that out of the way, because if they're if one's willingly chasing Merlin into the mists, they must have an ability or some means of traversing, and you kind of need a talisman for that. So I thought I'd at least check these bodies. Fair assessment. Anyways, we need to get into these caves and get that diamond dust and help out Van Richten. That's what we're here for. We'll get too distra- we're getting too distracted. Tess will pick up the uh, the corpse's longsword and hand it to Lustra and say, "You have your bow and your cudgel. Would you like a sword as well?" Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I. I mean, we've been watching Merlin make very good use of them. I promise to break this by the end of the week <laughs> in Merlin's name. I'll hold you to it. I'm proud. <laughs> break some weapons. To the mines. To the mines. To the mines. To the mines. You sure you don't want a short rest so I can get all my key points back? (laughs) (laughs) We slept for eight hours, woke up for ten minutes, time to rest. Time for something, that's for sure. It's funny you guys mention what you just mentioned. I don't know, maybe some of you think I forgot, but I didn't forget shit. (laughs) I didn't forget shit, boys. Oh, no. Let's find out. You tied the bag up double tight. Oh, fuck. Because tonight might be the night that the bag man comes to get you. Everybody knows about the bag man. <laughs> Even though, does Tony know about the bag man? Oh, of course I know about the bag man. Everybody knows about the bag man. <laughs> we were roommates in college. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> oh, me and the bag man, we used to go down to the pier and we... <laughs> we call him Senior Satchel. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we got his name, right? He, he tickles the bag, yeah. Oh. <laughs> that guy's a party animal. Oh, uh, the bag Hey. <laughs> you know, last time we did this bag man role, I feel we almost, we almost kind of... Well, last time we did the role, if I remember right, David, you're the one who rolled it. Well, it's been you who's rolling it for yes. a while now. But if I remember right, you rolled a 10. Mm-hmm. But the table thought, like, we all thought you had a, you rolled a one. And, mm-hmm. like, Adam, like, looked over and was like, oh, no, it's a 10. So we all, like, sighed this huge sigh of relief because we thought it was a one mm-hmm. and realized it wasn't. But maybe we, you know, maybe we didn't put too enough attention on the fact that a 10 was a pass, right? That's maybe yeah. what we really should have been sighing about. Mm-hmm. I feel like you guys know. I mean, it's a D100. If you roll a one, we find out if a bagman exists or not. Plain and simple, right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> if you roll a 10, apparently we're good. Yeah. But there's some numbers in between there. Mm-hmm. There's some numbers in between there. Is it a DC 1? Is it a DC 5, 6, DC 9? Maybe you just barely avoided the Bagman with that 10. Maybe the Bagman doesn't exist. Maybe this is all me just trolling you. <laughs> Tony oh, said Lord. he does, so I got to believe it. It is yeah, hard he, to we got the, discount the word He has the Rigoletto promise. Exactly. It is the Rigoletto promise. <laughs> Come on, you cannot break that. He gave me a lot of coke, and he called himself the Bagman. <laughs> <laughs> 
telling you, he exists. <laughs> Done business with him lots of times. <laughs> Let's Crazy do this. Crazy extra, extra yeah. dimensional things happen. You know what? Da- David, David, should we let Sobe do it? You want to roll? You want me to roll the bagman? Yes, roll yeah, for roll, the bagman. Roll man. for bagman. One final fuck you. <laughs> one final fuck you. I swear to God, if dice. you get a one. <laughs> Uh, 56. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. You sure you don't want to roll, David? Yeah, <laughs> roll just in case. Guys, we don't really know either if it's, maybe it's maybe not it's one through nine. Maybe 56 is the only number that triggers the bag, man. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, because it's 58, because that's my lucky number. <laughs> right, no, I'm just kidding. The bag man doesn't exist, you, oh, you nerds. We're so silly. You guys over there worried oh about the bag God. man. A bunch of wow. nerds. Yeah, I guess I'll just hide from the Bagman with Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. <laughs> yeah, it turns out the Bagman is fucking Orcus. Like, <laughs> no, not a demon god, not anything. It doesn't exist. I'm telling you, Miles, there is no Bagman. Stop mm-hmm. worrying about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Stop worrying about it. We'll roll again tomorrow night. <laughs> <laughs> but don't worry about it. Yeah, just right, double right. confirm. Yeah, exactly. That's it. It's just a nightly confirmation that the Bagman does not exist. Perfect. Right, right. Oh no. <laughs> Anyway, sorry for the side, uh, the sidebar there. I think you were saying you were walking towards the the mines. Yeah, I think we're gonna start this dungeon crawl. Start this dungeon crawl. It is certainly the right words to use. I think, David, uh, we haven't really done it yet, but it's time to go into dungeon crawl mode. That's where your brains need to be if All you right. are planning on getting out of here alive. I think. Excellent. Going in already. Damaged. Let's do this. Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me while I take some levels in Rogue. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, you got got a bird. Dungeon crawl mode. Mine crawling. All right, yeah, so you make your way back to the entrance of these mines. Uh, I'll kind of remind you the surrounding, the area right outside the mine, pretty clear cut. Uh, It's obvious just by, you know, how many carts are outside and how many cart tracks are dried up in the mud. This is a pretty big... Uh, diamond mine. This is this was a large operation at one point while it was still uh, in business, while it was still hustling and bustling. It was a big old mine. The entrance itself, uh, it's a big old gaping hole in the side of the mountain, about 10 feet across, 10 feet tall. Ogres had to duck a little bit. But yeah, the room beyond, like from what you can see out here, uh, you can see like dirty... Uh, Pretty much you can tell that the very first room, the the lobby, if you will, was where the ogres and the goblins spent most of their time. So it is a a hot, stinky, disgusting, waste-covered mess of a first room. Delightful. Uh, There's broken broken barrels and crates all over the place. There's some dwarf bones that have been picked clean of meat. What's the plan? I assume that the goblins and the ogres would have picked this place clean. I mean, are there are there any exits to this room? Are there multiple exits? I'll, I'll light a torch uh, and hand it to Lustra. Yeah, sure. Good call. My next question was actually going to be that is let's talk about some dark vision. Uh, but still, just so I know where we're at with everybody. Goblin, I'm pretty sure, has dark vision. It does. Uh, yep. who, who else is rocking dark vision? Elf girl, snake man, half elf girl. So yep. basically, not me. Everybody, one but Lucifer can see in yep. the dark. Mm-hmm. Oh, yep. Okay. Oh, uh, half elf have have uh, dark vision. Yeah, they do. Oh no, shit. Cool. 
Uh, Lenara's going to go up to Slash and go, um, I believe you have a hand crossbow or somebody acquired one of those a little ago. There's uh, one in the rotations. There's somewhere. one in the, yeah. I, I, I snagged, I snagged okay. it from the assassin. Right, but, uh, in that case, uh, Lustra, since you are down a hand and the one who needs to see, perhaps we should give this to you for now. Uh, yeah, actually, on that note, we should probably pick up any errant arrows and bolts as well, because I could always use more of those. Uh, I don't think we... Well, I just want to make it a, a specific point that I'm picking up arrows and all that jazz, because the goblins did have short bows, they have arrows, I would imagine. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah, you can easily get together, like, three full quivers, no problem. Okay, cool, cool, cool. So I'll just mark that down 60 then, because a quiver is 20? All I right. I think so, yeah. Okay. I'm pretty sure it's 20. But, uh... How many bolts did we have? Uh, I mean, a case is like 10, right? I think it might be 20 as well. well. Uh, Either way, let's call it 20. Cool. Oh, I like it. So everyone but Lucer has dark vision uh, naturally, uh, which means that, yeah, pretty much all of you can see that this main entrance room here has two exits. And the entrance itself, like the room, the very first room, it's when I say room, it's not like polished walls and stuff. This is a mine. So mm. it's just, you know, jagged rock walls. It's where they started digging first. Exactly. Uh, there's nothing too fancy about the architecture here. A lot of big, you know, like thick wooden, uh, thick wooden beams for support, uh, you know, every 10, 15 feet or so to hold the ceilings up, that kind of thing. But nothing too fancy, and yeah, sure enough, there are two exits to this room. Uh, what it equates to is essentially you can go left or you can go right. So Lash wants to take a look around, um, see if there's any actual picks, like mining picks. I presume that while we may be able to find diamonds, they may not necessarily be in readily carryable form. These very well may still be stuck in walls. Perhaps we should take a pick with us. Makes sense. Sounds like you're volunteering, Slash. Go for it. Slash sort of, you know, you know, raises his eyebrow for a second and then rolls his eyes and sort of, you know, smacks himself on the forehead. <laughs> I suppose I am. <laughs> and he grabs a pick. Uh, well, go ahead and give me a perception and see if there's a pick. Ah, uh, yes. Oh, my God. No stress. This is great. Um, <laughs> that is a 17. Fuck, you know what? I forgot at the beginning. I forgot at the beginning. Uh, I'm glad you just mentioned that. I forgot at the beginning of the episode. You guys realize Merlin's not around, and everyone takes a point of stress. Hey, oh. hey Tony Rigoletto. <laughs> <laughs> Your friend's probably dead. <laughs> I don't give a shit about him. I'm stress-free. Uh, I'm so glad you mentioned how happy you were about being stress-free. Oh, totally <laughs> forgot to mention that little fact at the beginning. It didn't set in during uh, the combat, but now that we've had a minute to think about that's it. That's it, now that you kind of... Have settled down and are looking around and realize you've seen the tracks or uh, Merlin's uh, footprints leading into the shroud. Yeah, everyone, welcome back. One point of stress. Hooray! Woohoo! He's alone in the mist, followed by someone who we saw murder his parents. Yeah, now you're going into a murderous dark mine. Stress points. Uh, sorry, what was your roll, though? Uh, 17. 17, uh, you find. With a point of stress is 16. Fair enough. Uh, you do find a single mining pick. Uh, this first room, not really the, the supply room. Wouldn't be surprising to find a lot more picks deeper in, but in this first room, you just find one hanging out on the ground. Yep, Slash will pick that sucker up, sling it over his shoulder. Shake the still fleshy hand off of it. So you got yourself a mining pick. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, if you don't want to do anything else in this room, the options are left or right. Is there any mining cart tracks or anything like that going one way or the other? Nope. I mean, there's uh, there's like footprints, that kind of thing, and a lot of goblin and dwarf footprints. Uh, also a good bit of drops of blood uh, that aren't too, too old all over the place. Like the goblins and the dwarves definitely had themselves... Quite a few tussles in this place. They fought over this place for sure. Tony, uh, where did the loudest screams come from, left or right? <laughs> uh, the loudest screams came from uh, your fellow boy right here. That's where the loudest screams came from. <laughs> it's hard to hear anything over your own screams of terror. <laughs> Uh, listen, these uh, these first few uh, rooms are probably clear from those stinking dwarves, but uh, just a few feet down that way, I'm not so sure. God. <laughs> and where I'm does sorry. Tony Rigoletto point, left or right? Tony Rigoletto points to the right is where the loudest of the screams came <laughs> from. That's where I shit myself. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps uh, we should go to the left first then. Well, I mean, the, if there are more screams, then they probably set off more traps already. That's fair. Uh, somebody lead the way and watch your boots. <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> so left or right? We'll go. To, Looster will go to the right and lead the way with the torch. Towards the screams. Yep. Okay. I dig it. Maybe... Maybe it's like rockfall traps or something, and you yep. can't reset um, them. Uh, mm. Slash, will, before he gets too far, Slash will grab Looster on the shoulder. This is why we have the goblin. He goes first. I agree. Ah, come on. I just <laughs> said I didn't want to go first. That's come very on. fair. I vote with the goblin. You guys are so big and strong. Oh, well, I mean... You have to earn our trust. Him. I just... <laughs> Killed the fucking uh, god just for you just a few minutes ago. That was opportunistic. Look, you go in, you go into that room and, and put yourself in danger, and in trade, you'll get our trust from that. Uh, these guys drive a hard bargain. Okay, I want a little bit of diamond dust on the way out. We got a deal. Is that what the bagman gave you, or? <laughs> 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 All right. If you got Deal. some of that, we can. I can take some of that too. <laughs> Deal. Okay. Fine. All right. I'll go first. <laughs> so we got Rigoletto going first, and then Lustra right behind to provide light. All right, and then Tess will uh, Tess will follow that up. Then we have the casters in the back. Yeah, that's okay. about right. Mage armor, it is. <laughs> All righty. So you start marching down this mine shaft that heads to the right. Uh, make it about 20, 30 feet down this mine shaft. Again, nothing too fancy. Walls just, you know, uh, carved out chunks of rock, jagged rocks all over the place, wooden beams supporting the tunnel every couple feet. You make it about 20, 30 feet uh, before the tunnel opens up into a slightly larger room. Nothing massive. A uh, little carved out cavern of an oval circular sort of shape to it no more than 30 feet in diameter it becomes very clear though that this is a food storage room that becomes clear to whoever walks in first there's a bunch of uh shells with like broken jars spilled pots that kind of thing there's a uh little cooking pit the fire's out but there's a pot with like a half of a a rotten dwarf corpse inside the pot. Ugh. 
a lot of disgusting, disgusting food in here to the point that, like, I mean, it smells absolutely horrible in this, this kitchen, like to the point that your eyes kind of start to water when you walk in here. It is rancid, but there is broken shit all over the place, cupboards. It looks like they've eaten most of the food supplies, but would you like to do anything? Well, I mean, you said there were screams that came from this way, but I don't see any any bodies. Yeah, you don't see any bodies in here aside from the, the half-dwarf corpse in the cooking pot. The other end of the room, has, like the tunnel keeps going even further beyond this, but this looks kind of like the this is where they cooked food at one point. Hmm. Well, I mean, we're looking for diamond dust. Do you think they would have kept any here? I don't think so, really. Slash shakes his head. I feel like any diamond dust that would have been this close to the mouth of the cave would have been carted out already. Yeah, I mean, this place looks already like the goblins have been here for days. Is mm-hmm. it worth? Is it worth like giving it a sweep, or do we I want mean, to keep going? Take a glance, but I'd do like a perception over an investigation, if possible. Yeah, I'm good with that. Who uh, I will assist. Yeah, cool, cool. I'll, I'll use my torch and look around and see if there's any diamond dust around. That is going to be a dirty 20. A dirty oh, no, 19 20. because of stress. Mm. Uh, stress is back. Yep. <laughs> back on the table. Hey. With a dirty 20, you do notice that despite the fact they've, like, yeah, goblins have completely ransacked this kitchen, you do notice that one of the cupboards, it doesn't look like it's been opened. They missed a cupboard. There's a closed cupboard. You want to open it up? <laughs> Hmm? When the DM asks, yeah. do you want to open you something? open the cupboard? Want to check for traps, Slash? Want to open the closed well, cupboard? Or Tony? Yeah. And the thing is, is like, David wants to say, check for traps, but Lustra doesn't care. So I'm going, so Lustra is going to open the cupboard. Lustra doesn't care? Well, it, it's a kitchen. Why would it be trapped? Like, that's what Lustra's thinking. To so protect he- what you just find. <gasps> you, because it was, it's worth protecting. Uh, mm-hmm. It looks like one of the dwarves, like, they... You open up the cupboard. At first glance, you think there's nothing in there, but then you realize there's a wheel of under jack cheese <gasps> like strapped to like the the bottom, the top of the cupboard. You know what I mean? Like inside the cupboard, <laughs> but on like the the roof of the cupboard. Yeah. Like, what like, am I yeah. trying to say? Help me out, man. Like how You've... somebody duct tapes a gun under their desk. <laughs> yes. They've done that. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's cheese. Sounds about right. Is there a gun in the cheese? No. <laughs> <laughs> But you do, yeah, you find a wheel of underjack cheese. Hey, we don't know their customs. That could be how you store underjack cheese. No? All right. There no, that's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, news from a local. Now we know. Found some cheese. <laughs> All right, we'll bring that back to Amelia. I'm sure she'll be very happy about it. Indeed. Slash takes a note. Goblins find cheese bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I think, I think we found everything we could in here because... Looking at this kitchen, look, it's been ransacked. I found the one cupboard that wasn't looked through. It had some cheese, but I think we should head down deeper. Tony, if you would. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tony with a mouthful of dwarf just uh, looks at you guys. <laughs> Nibbling. <laughs> of rotten dwarf corpse. <laughs> Uh, listen, I don't, past this point, I don't know too much about what's down there, but I would expect a fight, you know what I mean? If there's any more stinking dwarves down there, just, uh, they're not gonna be real friendly. Especially when they see old, uh, Rigoletto. Well, I'll be right behind you, torch and hand crossbow in the other hand. And don't worry, I am a master of disguises. I could make you one. 
No, all right. May- moving on. Maybe before we go there, down there, use some of that beard hair to uh, flush the dwarf out of your teeth. Then. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll I'll clean myself up and uh, <laughs> floss your goblin teeth with a dwarf I beard your, hair. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just take some of the hair, make a little French moustache. God, that's such a disgusting image. (laughs) My lord. You're welcome. (laughs) I think, uh, yeah, but I guess with that, then uh, Tony Tony will will take the lead and and lead lead him down. Yeah, Lead the way towards where Tony remembers hearing some screams. (laughs) Yep, this is where I pooped. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, there it is. Oh, dear. Deck save. (laughs) Uh, All right, fair enough. You guys make your way out of this makeshift kitchen that you find inside this mine and keep on trucking down the right side tunnel you make it down another maybe 40 50 feet down the fairly plain tunnel shaft at which point you come across a couple couple things first thing you notice is a very very dead goblin body uh lying face like face down in the dirt he is dead right outside of a door and there's a door on the left side of the wall in this tunnel fairly plain looking wooden door but there's a plaque on that door that says chief engineer's office and there's Mm. this goblin lying dead outside this door could i I, you could i go examine the body yeah absolutely autopsy absolutely and the last little detail i'll give you uh two before we roll that is just that like the tunnel does keep going like this is just a random door you find okay. on your your way going through this tunnel but yeah absolutely let's let's roll it up sweet sweet and do investigation uh could i do medicine to see cause of death oh yeah 100 percent. sweet i use the bone saw to crack open the abdomen uh for advantage Oh, not, not you, Amos. <laughs> Amos? It took a sec, but as soon as, yeah, as soon as Tess turns the body over so that you can see the face, you realize it is, sure enough, Amos Rigoletto. No. <laughs> take a point of stress. Your brother. Right, take a point of stress, Tony. <laughs> okay, with stress, that's 15. 15, cause of death, strangulation. Oh. Uh, Tess is going to like look around and be like, he died from strangulation. Like, not like, suff- like suffocation, or are there like signs of like trauma to his neck? There are signs of trauma to the neck. Okay. Heavy bruising. Uh, someone choked this fucker out. Sorry, this lovely goblin out. There were ogres that I'm sure would love to choke a goblin. No, 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 those, it's those rat bastard dwarves, I'm telling you, it's, it's gotta be them. <laughs> do, do you still have some dwarven hands on you from that pot, uh, that we can compare these two? Yeah, they're still back there, I want to check fingerprints. No, <laughs> <laughs> just dust it for prints, full CSI dwarven mine. Um, Slash is just gonna shake his head and continue through and go through the, uh, chief engineer's office. He wants to go through that door to take a look on what's on the inside there. Okay. You Tess pu- is going to back up a little bit. <laughs> back up a few feet. You push this door open. Beyond is a carved out section of this mountain. First glance, you uh, kind of figure, you know, it's probably a, a chunk of the mountain that they were digging into, realized it wasn't very profitable and kind of abandoned on it and made 
a room that's no more than like 20 feet across in, in any spot. Pretty plain room aside from the single wooden desk that is like right smack in the middle of the room. It's maybe made out of a oak or some other hardwood. There's nothing on top of the desk. No papers, no, you know, no writing utensils. There are two drawers on the side of the desk, though, that are closed. Tony, I'm sure you are curious about what potential shiny things are in the chief engineer's desk. Yeah, I am. How'd you know? (laughs) Please, I encourage you. Okay, you don't have to twist my arm. Yeah, I mean, he's got the full belly, an empty bladder. Yeah, and I guess old Rigoletto is going to go search the desk. So Tony Rigoletto is going to go investigate the drawers on that desk, huh? Oh, yeah. Sending the goblin in for like a canary. <laughs> like a canary, you guys push this goblin into the room. <laughs> it's what he's here for. <laughs> you know what? Maybe there is a uh, bit of a gut feeling telling the rest of you to get the fuck away from the <laughs> goblin right now. Maybe this gut feeling telling the, the four other adventurers... To back up a few feet. Oh, no. I just kind of realized, you know, where we're at in the night, uh, you know, above the table. Looked at the clock. I was thinking about it. I feel like the best way to send our good buddy off is to make this goblin fumble. (laughs) I think we're going to make your goblin fumble. Not the kind of fumble where you roll and hope we get a one. I'm just saying it happens. <laughs> okay. You get pushed into this room. We close the door behind you. Right, you guys close the door behind him. It's Good perfect. Luck. It is perfect. And, you know, I hate, I, I would hate for this, this to uh, turn into some kind of tradition because I don't want anyone else to leave. But I feel <laughs> like the best way to send you off, buddy, is to make you and your goblin dip your hand into this fumble container Again and again and again and again <laughs> until you fucking die. <laughs> it would be my honor. All right. <laughs> Pass them over. <laughs> all right. Let's let's do, send, I'm, I'm giving you all three. Let's do some fumbles. All right. Let's, let's do some fumbles. You know what? Maybe what kind of triggers the whole thing is uh, you guys, you push the goblin into the room, close the door behind him. <laughs> Uh, Tony Rigoletto, you immediately, you're like, you hear the door, you look over your shoulder, you realize they've just shut you in here. But maybe, you know, your first thought is like, sweet, the treasure's all mine now. So you start inching your way towards that desk. Before you can open it, though, the drawers open themselves. All these giant purple tongues come rolling out. You realize the desk is a mimic in the middle of this mine. Those of you outside the door... Watch as the plaque suddenly grows tiny little teeth and a baby mimic uh, hits the floor right next to you guys on the outside. Little baby mimic in the shape of a plaque that says Chief Engineer's Office. You guys got duped by some mimics. Got duped. But let's start pulling some fumbles. Let's see how we're sending Tony Regoletto off. Mamma mia. <laughs> oh, Gerald, you're going for him. What do you got? Are you pulling from just melee? You're just going nuts? What should I do? Wait, well, I feel like melee's probably... Start with melee and let's then... Let's start there. Okay. 
he's going to learn magic as the fight progresses. Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm going to assume that he's going to that uh, Tony's going to um try to defend himself, but we uh he ends up with breakage. Your weapon breaks. Really? Oh, how do we keep pulling that thing? Pull that in the you garbage. The Merlin pull. pull another one. You take, pull another one. Take that with you to Montreal and put it up on your wall. <laughs> yes. Yes. Seriously. Take that with uh, you. Yeah. No, that's not Okay. I approve. <laughs> I approve. Yeah. Fucking take that breakage one out of there. Okay. What? What breakage a... is gone. We're going to go but again. But that's not to say it didn't work. I want to make sure <laughs> we're clear on the fact that your weapon is broken. <laughs> Just don't put that fucking one back in the container because okay. we keep pulling it. But yeah, first thing that happens, Goblin walks in, gets a little surprised by the fact that the desk is a mimic, jumps up in the air, and you land on your own short bow. Breaks. <laughs> And okay. then what? Okay, well, I I still got this scimitar, but uh, I think I did it wrong. Re-roll your attack. If the attack roll is a success against your personal AC, roll critical damage against yourself. Oh, it's that one! Oh, otherwise, it's that one. <laughs> otherwise, oh. roll normal damage. Have we done that one? No. I mean, yeah, I don't you, think men- so. like you mentioned it that, it was, that it existed. It's called it scary. It's called I Think You Did It Wrong. Oh. So oh, I um, know I've just mentioned that one exists, huh? Yeah. So let me roll an attack, and uh, if it beats your AC, yeah. What's the number we got to beat? Uh, you got to beat it. We got to beat a fifteen. A fifteen. Uh, I rolled a ten, which makes it a fourteen. Oh, oh! one away, one away. One. Oh, this is away. Get, this is going great. So Goblin walks in, <laughs> jumps up in the air, lands on his own short bow, breaks it. Maybe like the string of the short bow, like snaps, smacks into your scimitar. Your scimitar like does that thing where it's like flipping up in the air and you're like looking at it, hoping it doesn't land on your head. <laughs> Lands right next to you in the ground. So you avoid that, but let's take another one. I'm, we're killing this goblin with fumbles, buddy. Take another one. Suddenly I feel less bad about the freaking nothing but net. <laughs> All right, poppin' lock. Oh, we've <laughs> oh, seen this one. Oh. Make a strength saving throw, DC 15. On a failure, <laughs> you dislocate your shoulder and have disadvantage on attacks and ability checks until the action is used, Beautiful. blah, 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 I'm gonna die. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, my God. He's wobbling around. All right, by the way, my modifier for strength is minus one. Oh. Awesome. Uh, I rolled a 13, so that means my shoulder is hey, dislocated. So you try to get out of the way of the scimitar that's like falling towards your head and twist your body in such a weird way that you dislocate your own shoulder. Let's pick again. Keep going. Pick again. Become a wizard. Fumble version two. The only thing better than a fumble oh. is two fumbles. Oh, so you pick no. two more. <laughs> two more. <laughs> keeps on giving. It just keeps going. <laughs> Two are you want to just pick just, two, man? Double fist them, bud. <laughs> okay. God, this is some straight Looney Tunes shit right oh, this here. This is great. Uh, critical failure. You screw. You screw up big time. Leave yourself wide open. Your target can immediately make one attack with advantage against you using its reaction. So, oh, that's fantastic. Oh, no. The desk takes a turn on me right the now. The desk takes a turn. I want the fumbles to kill you, but that tongue definitely wraps around your throat. Now you're being strangled by a mimic. Pick again. What's oh, that second he, one? He still has another. I yeah, do. Yeah, I got one in one. hand. You should have stretched. <laughs> <laughs> With his you dislocated s- shoulder? You strain a muscle. 
Your movement speed is reduced by half for 1d6 rounds. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> that really that sucks. That sucks. You pull a hammy in the middle of all of this. Oh, man. <laughs> is Charlie Horse worse than what my brother gave me? <laughs> <laughs> Kill me, please. <laughs> uh, is that a piano? <laughs> oh, hey! hey! I think that's going to do it. I think so. We should I keep think this that one's going to do it. <laughs> a large random object falls from the sky and lands directly on top of you, dealing 2d6 bludgeon and damage. 2d6? Let me roll those up, see if our goblin's dead. You've got, what, seven health points? <laughs> yeah, this shouldn't take much. <laughs> I got six. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> what hits him, though? Is it an actual piano? The mimic can Another turn into mimic. a piano. Oh, there we go. The sensible thing to say would be that, yeah, part of the, the mind's ceiling falls down, but it's a piano for whatever reason. <laughs> whatever reason. Yeah, mimic piano. There you go. Well, I guess we'll just keep going. Just plays the you entertainer got one HP. as it squishes One him. HP. One HP. The like- plaque from outside the room turns into a mini piano. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What do we got? I meant to do that. You attempt to hit your target, but instead embed your weapon into the ground. Okay. You must use an oh. action to retrieve the weapon. This is really getting fucking drawn out, isn't My it? My goodness. <laughs> I think it's fantastic. So you pull the scimitar out of the ground and you immediately, put, immediately it put it back <laughs> into the ground. <laughs> Just swing around. Same hole. One this, more, bud. One that's more. how you pulled your hammy. You pulled it out, and you're you lifting with your legs, pulled your hammy, managed to get it out, and wedged back this in. This is the one. This will be known as King Rigoletto's sword. <laughs> Just calling back out the window. Could use some help in here, guys. <laughs> Whoopsies. <laughs> You trip in the heat of combat and fall prone. You fall on your weapon and take normal damage. It's perfect. <laughs> you, the scimitar gets hit by the bowstring, goes flying up into the air. You avoid it, but you dislocate your shoulder in the process. You bend over, pull it out of the ground, put it right back into the ground, and then jump onto your own scimitar <laughs> no, I imagine, I imagine and put yourself out of your misery. I he's pulling the scimitar out, but he puts too much gumption into it. So he like picks it up, it lands behind him. And as he's falling backwards, it, like he just lands on the pommel. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. The important thing is Tony Rigoletto is dead. And it's rather poetic because Merlin had that same fumble, but then he <laughs> rallied. But Rigoletto, oh, that is true. Rigoletto can't rally oh, like Merlin. <laughs> that is very, very poetic. Uh, yeah, Tony Rigoletto unfortunately bites the dust. He is no more. He's dead. Rigoletto sees the meadow. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> I tell you what, though, the legend of Merlin Carlisle will never die. And we really do wish you the best, buddy. Best of luck Thank in you. your real life character developments. Hopefully, the audience tonight didn't realize how much champagne we've been drinking with you for the last <laughs> hour. Hopefully it didn't come through too much. I'm so fucked up on baby duck. <laughs> uh, we sincerely love the shit out of you, buddy. Best of luck. 
I love you guys and I love this podcast love and you, I wish you I wish you guys all the best. Never I swear to god if you quit I'm going to come back and castrate you all so <laughs> keep going. Ooh free castration. I, that means uh, you'll see me again. No plans to hang it up quite yet. I'm really excited about what the uh future of this story will bring and Again, yeah, best of luck, buddy. It has been an absolute blast. Thank you so much for everything you've contributed uh, to these 40 and a handful episodes so far. Obviously, it goes without saying you always have a seat at this table. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, who knows? Maybe a cameo uh, in the near future or or some point. But uh, yeah, I'm going to miss this a lot. And uh, yeah, I, uh, yeah, we'll keep in touch. And I'm going to... Oh, hey, obviously. you know what? I'm going to start listening to the episodes because I'm not in them anymore. Are you so, actually going <laughs> to listen to the podcast now? Yeah, oh, that's cool. I don't have to listen to my fucking voice, so why hey, not? <laughs> free downloads. I'll take it. I'll take it. Starting at 42. Is that smash that like button? I don't know. <laughs> Thank you so much, buddy. Yeah. Thank I know you, I've, I've already said it five times, I think, but best of luck. It has been an absolute blast. I look forward to the next time uh, you're in town visiting family so that we can play some D&D with you. And the rest of you can look forward to fighting a mimic and a tiny little baby mimic. Baby mimic. It's going to be fun. With only one point of stress, though. (laughs) Let's finish this bottle. Yeah, let's do it. Oh, 